I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to this podcast. If you're new, uh, it's great to have you here. We're ever-growing. And those of you that are tried and true and have been hanging around for a long time, uh, thank you always for being here and co-creating this with me. Um, If you have a question or comment or you want a reading, um, you can call in 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad. A lot of people call in and listen. You don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to say hi or get a reading or ask a question. Um, but if you want to, you need to press one. And I'm going to give that number again: three four seven five three nine five one two two. You can ask questions in the chat. It's just when it gets kind of busy, I don't always see them unless you put a Q or type in caps or I don't know, put an emoji or something. Um, yeah, welcome. Okay. So um, kind of a lot to dive in on, um, which I normally kind of don't go this route, but I, I want to. Are you guys ready? Are you? First of all, um, and I have been doing this because I feel immense gratitude for those of you that have taken the time, I know it's a hassle, to go to Spotify and do those five stars or to go to um, you know Apple Podcasts and leave those five stars <clears throat> and um, – got a little froggy in my throat, um, and, and to leave a review, a positive review, if you appreciate my work. If you don't, then just go on. You know, I can't, you guys, listen, let's be real. There are so many times I listen to something or watch something, and sometimes I just, I just even hate it. I just loathe it, or I'm just like, oh, this person is full of crap, or I don't agree with what, the, what they're saying, or the lighting's bad, or the sound isn't good. But do I give a thumbs down? No. No, I do not. Because as an artist, as a creator, as a creative, I know what it takes to get in there. Now, if somebody's going for some kind of award or asking for a critique or criticism, I'm down for that for myself and for others. And that's the way if you have positive, you know, input and you can actually help someone or guide them, then that's warranted or welcome. And I'm not just talking for me as a, as a quote-unquote content creator. You know, I really don't care. I've done this for a while, and I taught school, and I, and I taught children. So listen, if, <laughs> when you've taught children, especially, you know, four- and five-year-olds, you know, up to about third grade, then they start censoring. But the young ones don't censor. So if you're boring or they don't like you, they will tell you. And, or they, they will disrupt the class, or they'll, they'll yell. They'll go, oh, my God, this is boring. Why do we have to do this again? So 
almost nothing phases me. It doesn't say that I don't get hurt. You know, I, I don't really get trolls very often. You know, I can count on one hand over the 10 years I've been doing this podcast or 10 plus years. Thank God I don't attract that on a regular basis. Uh, but as you start growing and expanding, you do get the little snarkies that aren't doing well in their life. So I know from trained as a therapist and counselor and a teacher teaching school, especially kids, I know the people that complain a lot or troll are not happy with their lives because when you're happy with what you're doing, even if you get depressed, believe me, I get depressed, I have depression, but I'm happy with my what I'm doing. I'm happy with my gifts, my abilities. I see my value and my worth. So I don't have to take someone else down. So that's kind of the way to see somebody's level of consciousness is, you know, where they're responding. And I've even said sometimes in the Awakenings group on Facebook, which that group is really not for me. It's just for people that are awakening and wanting to share their gifts more. I wanted to create a space. But I remember somebody being very snarky all the time with me. And finally... I just, I, I left a comment and I said, well, why don't you post then? This person never posted anything except for to negatively comment on my post. <laughs> and all in caps, by the way. So I'm like, okay, dude, then, <laughs> then you write your post. You do your meme. You, you make your, your affirmation or your quote or your saying and you put your face on it and you put your picture on it or you know what I mean it's like okay gang if you can say it better do more the merrier I say more the merrier more people joining in Um, and that's why you know I not only have this podcast but patreon you know patreon and the awakenings group because part of the awakening this next level and gang it's about to shift and get real we're going to talk a little bit about this You've got to find your voice and express it to some level in the world, whether it's just to another person, friends and family, or on social media. Your soul is going to be pulling on you and pushing you to go to your own next level, whatever that is, in your heart attunement or in soul alignment. So that means individuals speaking up more, individuals coming together more. So... I'm about to put a post. I don't know if I'm going to do it as a reel or Insta story. I'll for sure put it on Patreon probably first. Um, Some of you that know me well or work with me privately, um, you know about what I call my deep dives. I have a few ways of deep diving. Sometimes it's through channeling. Sometimes it's in session, meditation. But I do dives on things in the pop culture, in the, the mainstream narrative, and check it against my predictions, my, my visions that I receive, the tutorials and sessions that I receive from the spiritual hierarchy and the oversouls. And they're always accurate. But I do it, and, and now I've started collecting basically the receipts um, of, of what I've been shown through my visions or through um, the, <clears throat> the channeled information that I get, the predictions. And I'm starting to put that together and um, recently was about the year of the the expert and I've been saying that with people that I've been working with privately for five six years I had to look back some of them five years some of them six years that have been working with me 
And the thing is with the work that I do, I'm not just doing emotional clearing. I don't just do readings. So I love readings. But the, the truth is if you're not healed enough, you're not going to manifest your bigger version. If you're not in alignment, whatever that means to you, whether it's healing or understanding your true self, some people just do it naturally. You know, some people do it naturally. They do really well in life out, out on a success level, outer success level. But maybe emotionally they're not really there. You know, they're not happy emotionally or with friends or family. Or maybe that's not their thing. Some people just come on the planet just to, you know, they're successful in the money venture. Some people are starseeds. Some people are light workers. Some people are way showers, light workers, starseeds that are light workers. And you not only have a mission and a focus for yourself, but you also for humanity. So that puts a whole new coloring on what you manifest, when and how, right? So it is this time of this expert, and I've been guiding my clients to this. You know, I knew about the pandemic, so I started guiding my clients to work more online. And believe me, and some of you have heard me say this, there are things that I have channeled over the years that have, would have brought me a lot more fame, fortune, notoriety, subscribers, followers, money, whatever you want to call it. But I've always liked being very much under the radar, especially after I modeled and I was traveling around the world a lot. I really went inward. And I worked a lot on myself. In fact, I had an experience that I thought I was going to die. I thought I was preparing to die. I thought I was going to die like in, I don't know, three to six months' time. And I was even giving things away. I felt I was done. I just felt I was done. And my teacher... Uh, the one that was married for a period of time to Ted Gunderson, uh, ex-FBI guy, she said, Michelle, you're not done. And I said, I can tell you, Rach, I'm done. I feel it. I have no desire to do anything, to create. I felt happy. I felt joyful. But I had no desire to strive. And that's a big part of the earth plane, is to strive, is to create, is to persevere, is to overcome, is to up-level. And I had attained so much. You know, I'd lived around the world. I had jet-setted. I had great relationships. I had been married. Um, I taught, you know, I got uh, my name in the paper. I was on TV. I've been interviewed. I had billboards of me. You know what I mean? Um, I had helped people heal from cancer. You know, I did amazing healing work. I was really this vessel vehicle for God, for spirit. And I was done. And then I was, of course, very naive. Yeah, very stupid, I guess. And, of course, months later, all of a sudden, the urge started coming back to do this, to explore this, to create this, to talk about this, share. And, of course, my teacher, who is a lot older than me and very wise, she didn't say, I told you so, but I know she thought it in her head, you know. So I've always been a bit hermity, even growing up. You know, it's not that I'm not social. I do weave into different groups and people, and I have, you know, a good friend group and, you know, family and friends like family. But I've always been that way. I've always been, you know, ride my bike to the beach or rollerblade or roller skate or skateboard to the beach, walk to the beach, writing my poetry, you know. I just, because as a channel, as a psychic, growing up psychic, and as a channel, not just psychically, but as a a trans conscious channel and trans channel i was always receiving so much information and downloads and seeing what was coming ahead and so it was a lot to process growing up you know a lot to to take in and what do i do with this so a few years ago 
well, before the, the um, I think it started around 9-11, because I'd gotten visions of that as well, visions also before that of the, you know, people trading on the stock market with computers and that ch- fin- changes in the financial world and how people do business financially and how people trade, that it's going to go to the everyday people. or the, You know, I can name all these predictions and quite large predictions that or impact in a very large or meaningful way in the world. And a few years ago, I thought, okay, I'm going to start putting these predictions. I'm going to put them online or I'm going to talk more about them. I've talked about them. If you guys go back in the archives, I've always shared here because this has been, you know, kind of a safe space to do that. And I know people, most people that show up here are, you know, want to know this stuff. But my guides kept saying, no, teach people how to connect into their intuition. Teach people how to trust their intuition, their own inner knowing. And that was the message I keep getting. Get, But that message has changed now. <laughs> so... Because enough of the core people I have been working with, and I'm sure other people that are of integrity and that are really good soul coaches or spiritual teachers or spiritual guides, they're out there. They're not always the one with the most followers or subscribers. They're not, they're, those are the ones that have good marketing machines or just have a knack for marketing. But you can find those good teachers out there, and they've been out there, and they've been tirelessly working to help people awaken, help people heal, overcome earthbound traumas, uh, you know, trauma bonding, the relating patterns. Some of them we've even had on this podcast. And they're very, you know, intentional. They're very focused. But what I've been seeing now because, and what I've been getting by the, my visions and, and what I've been seeing, the trend as a psychic channel, that we're about to have an explosion. It's been tipping. You know, even today's guest, who is <laughs> world-renowned software in- engineer, went to MIT. His way- website is called AwakeningDynamics.com. Now, I started this thing, Awakenings, and, and focusing on Awakening in 2005. So I already saw this was going to be happening. And I even told my clients, look, th- this is going to happen Everybody's going to be awakening. Everyone's going to be integrating, you know, intuition, spirituality, the soul. The soul will be more known. And my client even said, oh, my God, what does that mean for people that are already doing this? There's going to be less slices in the pie. And I said, yeah, but you got, we're going to make new pies. So that's where we're going. Right now, a lot of people are slicing into the same pie, but we're going to be creating or making new pies because we're going to be living very differently, especially in the next, I would say, five to six years is a lot of change, but 30 to 50 years after this kind of the chaotic destruction and the totalitarians, all this stuff that's going to be happening. But while all this stuff is happening, and I dive deeper into it on Patreon where I don't have to censor so much since this is going to YouTube, uh, this podcast episode, is that... You know, there, at the same time this is happening, there's also a building phase. And so I've always said to everyone, you have to decide, are you part of the destruction, the demolition, or are you, you know, a system buster from within, or, or, or are you creating? Are you creating the new paradigm? So we have both within our system the catabolism, right? In metabol, you, you, you catabolize stuff. It, you chew it, you digest it, right? You chew it up. Um, but then... 
it has to, or anabolize, and then the catabolization. The anabolization is the chewing up, and the catabolization is it starts converting. That's the metabolism process. So we're converting as a species, each and every one of us, whatever's going on in the world into our creativity, into our focus, into our passion, our inspiration. Who cares? It may come from fear, like, oh, holy hell-ish, I better get going on this. I better do this, or this pattern's blocking me. Because I do see a lot of changes. I see changes not only in how people live and work, but changes in companies and corporations where not only layoffs, but they may be hiring people back as consultants or, you know, what is it, 1099 people, whatever you call it, like more more contract-based, gig economy. That is going to be very real. Plus a lot of companies looking for genuine, real, smaller companies, niche markets, niche brands. And I've been saying this for, I'm telling you, more than five or six years, since 2011, because I saw this, all of this that's coming. In light of that, I'm going to be stepping out and being more public. Now, some of you might say, oh, Michelle, you already are public. Not really. I don't really talk and tell what I do. You know, I, do, I have Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube, um, which I hope you guys will be listening will please subscribe to that because I do put nuggets and kernels in there of what's happening. And then I also have the Awakenings podcast. This podcast, we're, we're uploading it to um, YouTube and eventually, like I said before, we'll be over there uh, also live. Um, but we're getting things done, banners, websites. There's different things that are getting done before that. So, And this is all for me to broaden my reach and get more information out there and help more people, reach more people. And it's also for all of you to do this too because then you make the information your own, whatever you resonate with, whatever helps you and supports you, and you, you pass it on. You up-level your life, you connect more to your soul, and you live more from that. So due to that, I want to just let everyone know this is something I've been doing on Patreon. I love doing this. I, I share a lot there. And if you are interested, if you now you can always work privately with me if you want to do like emotional clearing or deep work or you want to get a reading, astrology reading, psychic reading, a channel guidance, tarot, whatever, numerology, all the things that I do, dream interpretation, all that is open. But if you really want a journey and you really want to connect into your soul and you want to understand your soul's purpose and your path, I would say the Soul Path Journeyer tier on Patreon because we meet monthly and you get to say what you need and want. You get to ask questions. And there if you really are committed and you want to dive deep and you're like, look, I really want to do this and I want to live more for my soul. I want to manifest for my soul. I want to create more of the life I envision and what I want. And you want that mentoring. I, I created a tier called Soul Path, Soul Path Journeyer mentoring tier and that includes the monthly group meetup group is important it's really important to meet as a group of like-minded individuals and not just to kvetch and say how horrible or scary or what's coming up in the world though we do that too you can do that but to get the information the advanced spiritual information advanced metaphysics esoteric information then i give a heads up of what's coming and how to prepare so if you're doing that, and then the tier is, I think, a half-hour session we meet monthly, 20 to 30 minutes. That's individual. That's private. And I, that tier was not even my idea, but I had 
people saying, Michelle, I love your Patreon. I love what we do. I love meeting as a group once a month. Would you consider creating something that if someone wanted to work privately with you and ask you questions about what we're working on within the Patreon group or in their own life, would you consider doing that? And I said, yeah, I will for the Soul Path Journeyers because they're very dedicated, very a lot of them very advanced and very creative. And you guys, this is how we're going to all do it, coming together and get our skill sets because we're in that phase of the gathering. And then we're going to be gathering with others that may on the outside not seem so like-minded, but they are. They're awakening. They're awake and awakening, okay, this process. Um, the other thing is because there needs to be trust spots because there's so much information out there. And listen, even when I had my gifts in my 20s, there were certain things that I was offered that I declined because I knew, because I had good teachers, I knew I needed more training. I knew I needed to know myself better before I start telling someone what to do. Yeah, I had a lot of wisdom, and, and adults even came up to me. You know, for God's sakes, I was a psychic channel or in a psychic channel. I was able to do healing work and heal, you know, energy work coming out of me. You know, energy, you know, healing light energy coming out of me and do that energy work. But that did not mean that I had the wisdom, not only training, but the life wisdom behind me to really facilitate someone's growth. And, of course, I do have that. I've been doing this for 20-plus years, actually 30, I guess, really, if you look at it. Um, Very focused, I would say, since around 2000, you know, when um, I've gone back to school a couple times to get other trainings. But I think after I got my hypnotherapy training, I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. Um, I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. So I just offer that to you to consider that. And you'll, you'll know because there's going to be so much chaos, there's so much upheaval and change that's coming up. At the same time, people feeling this urge or this nudge to, to move for, forward. And we talked about that in Patreon, the urge and the nudge. Everything urges in, in nature. That urge is when that, that sprout first comes out of that hard seed and then when it breaks soil. So I'm just looking psychically, and I just see all these seeds popping out, these seedlings. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, and we're finding each other. We're finding each other. But it's also important to do the emotional clearing work because the emotional body is what connects you to your soul. That's the soul resonance. That's the, the, the body is the, is the instrument, but part of that instrument is the tonality, and the tone comes from, and frequency, the frequency and the tone, the note of you comes through your energy and motion, your emotions, and where you are with that, you know. And remembering also no matter what you do, who you listen to, what you do, bring it back to you to see, does this resonate with me? Is this right for me? How does this apply to me? What does this mean for me? Because this is about you stepping out more, you know, in your life. And when I mean that, I mean stepping out of the constraints and of the and confines of the condition response patterns of the scripting the old scripting the old narrative that was handed down to people not just ancestrally or generationally but from in society that prescription 
You're going to have to subscribe through the higher self, connect to the soul, subscribe to source, subscribe to God, subscribe to the infinite, how you, inter- how you interpret that. So in some ways, it's going to be a very individual path for people. That's why I want to do this mentoring, and that's why I love meeting. And there are other tiers. If you're like, oh, I can't do that, you know, there's another tier where you'll get information, and then there's, you know, another tier that gets more information than channel, you know, info, and then the Soul Path Journey or um, tier, Soul Path Journey with Michelle, and then Soul Path Journey or mentoring. Um, you know, it's how you want to how you want to journey. But I'm going to mention it more and more, so hopefully you don't get tired of it. But I want to let people know this resource is here. I love doing it. I have a lot of inside information, a lot of life experience, a lot of training. Uh, and if I don't know it, I'll ask the guides, or I will ask another expert that I know, because this is the time to look for experts in the field, not people. No offense to someone that just graduated or learned something. But you have to understand when you're still a novice. And sometimes you're at a level that that working with a novice or someone that's just apprenticing is fine. Sometimes that's fine. But you have to know what level you're at. And I work with a lot of people that are in key positions in the world that already know, yeah, I want to impact. Yeah, I want to make a difference. I know I'm making a difference, but what's getting in my way? And and so my patron, I know, is a psychic channel and a reader, and it's, I read tarot and I do astrology, and I love and I'll continue to do all that. But it's not just about extended readings, although I'm starting. I, I didn't even start putting, I just only a month ago or two, since I think in November, um, started doing extended readings. Mine is really about distilling a lot of workshops, a lot of classes, courses, the channeled information, channeling sessions, what I've taught in other schools, spiritual centers, distilling that enough to give it to people that they can run with it and that, and they can keep in the loop of what's going on. You know, so I can say, hey, this is what I'm seeing in the market. This is what's going on, you know, just like I did with the, you know, the C-19 panty. I'm going to call it the panty pandemic. I don't know if we'll get... Um, I predicted that exact, and I've got the receipts, gang. I don't always put them out. Maybe I'm going to start putting them out, you know, video or I don't know what do you do, video or little post of some sort. But if people want to know, oh, did Michelle really say that in 2011? Did Michelle? Yeah, you can ask my clients because my clients always tell, oh my God, thank God you predicted that. Thank God you told me that. And I used to do channeling sessions in person where this information came out. Thing is, see, guys, I was never so attached to it. A lot of it I didn't record. Some of it I did. Some of it's recorded. Um, And some of it people took notes. Because I really was focused on working on the individuals. Because why? The individuals comprise the group. And there's enough individuals. And, again, it's not just me. There's other people that have been working this way as starseed light workers, spiritual teachers, soul coaches, guides. Um, it's now the time to the group. Pluto's going into Aquarius. I would be there. For, it goes back into Capricorn in November or December for a short stint, and then back into Aquarius, 20 years. It's about the group. But we first had to address the individual enough. That's what people don't realize. That's why when you take all these workshops, but you do not do individual work enough yourself, your life doesn't change because you need a balance of both. So anyway, I hope that gives some insight and understanding. Um, 
let's see. Oh, can't hear you either. Can you guys hear me? Okay, Starling, can you hear me? Oh, my God. Okay. All right. So I just hope this brings some, you know, like this resource is there for you. Don't worry. I will mention it more. There are links in the description box about it. I'm going to get a little nudgy on this um, and, and start talking about it more and relating it more to what's going on in the world. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's all I wanted to say today. And then I want to get to callers, uh, get to your re- – oh, you can hear me, Bob. Thank you. Thank you in the chat. All right, calls 347-539-5122 is the number. Please press 1 on the keypad if you have a question, a comment, or you want a reading, which you guys know I love doing. All right, let's get to the first caller. Hi, you're on air. Hi. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Happy New Year. I just want to know what this New Year brings. Thank you. Oh, well, just want to know, name? new love. My name is Stacy. New job or new love? Anything like that? Because <laughs> it's been okay, slow on both job, parts. New... Okay. Well, that's that's another thing I should say. There's been a lot of slowing down. I do think things are going to pick up. Now, I want to say I feel job for you, career change. You're being nudged in a new direction. Is that does that resonate for you? You're being nudged to go in a new direction mm-hmm. with your work. Yes, yes, because I was just at a job. Yeah, I was just at a job, and unfortunately, it only lasted last week after being at a job for a long time, so I'm just kind of bummed, you know. They said the headsets weren't working, and they said it's not working out, but it's their technology that wasn't working, you know. Their equipment wasn't working, so... You know, I just feel bummed out because of that. So do you see something coming soon? Let's see. Okay, well, you're coming in. That's one of my predictions I've been seeing. And here's the deal. I'm so blessed that I work with such a wide range of people, even children. I work with children. I work with people that are students, people that have very little money, people that are millionaires, multimillionaires, billionaires investment, you know, capitalists, uh, investors, uh, all finance, everything, all over the doctors, lawyers, everything. And I started seeing this trend of corporate larger companies scaling down. And so I would say for you, Stacy, what do you really want to do? What do you, I think you need to look at what your skill set is and what you can offer. Because I also feel a part of you wants to be either a boss or your own boss or manager or supervisor. You want to have some more level of control, positive control of what you're doing, like leading something or a team or helping to organize or put something together. So I feel on a soul level, your soul says it's stretching out. Somehow it wants more. It wants to do more. So I'm going to suggest to you if you are going to get a job just to get a job, you know, get some money in and get some structure in and a sense of security and, you know, anchoring, centering yourself, then I would suggest that you also look around, what else can I do, whether within a company or start on my own and, and you know, help others. You know, and there's even a lot of apps for that kind of stuff because I feel like you're going to run into the same thing. I almost feel like this may have happened to you before or for you before 
So it's causing you to look at something in your life about yourself and what you really want. Is that making sense? Yeah, well, um, it wasn't the ideal thing, but I need need work. I'm just saying I need, I need you know, I need an end. And so it was something and it was close by. That's what I liked about it. Right. But what else? Yeah. Okay, but I feel like you're bumping into this. You're not getting to the original why something is happening. You're getting kind of to the symptoms, right? Mm. What do you really want to do? Well, I have a degree in human resources, but I don't have the experience in it. You can still do it. Look at diff- this is the query names. Look at different ways. Is it for a smaller company? Is it human resources for one per take that skill set? Because that's what I'm seeing. I see you good with organizing, organizing people, organizing I don't know, admin papers or this is the best way to do this or that. So you could not only help a company, you could help an individual. There's good there's going to, another prediction I had around 2011. I said, look, people are going to move from not just working cottage industry or entrepreneurial. I had a uh, I had a six six month course called Soul Entrepreneurship, and I was at that time I was saying, look, you are your brand. To me, that's the soul. But it's very interesting. Marketing, to, healthy marketing, positive marketing, to extending out into the world and and finance. It has a spiritual component to it, a metaphysical component. And I saw more individuals are going to work for themselves and not have to have these big companies, you know. Uh, so you could look at other ways that you could help people with what they do. Because that's what your soul wants. It wants more fulfilling work. That's why this is happening. In the, if I'm looking at the big picture of things, that's, you know, metaphysically psychically for you, psychically meaning come from the soul. You liked it because it's work, yeah, close to work, you could walk, but that's not feeding your soul, your fulfillment of really helping or guiding someone in that kind of business, human resource way, you know. So you could take what is human resource, you could pick different skill sets from that and apply that. Okay, but that I feel is the next thing on your plate. That's the main thing I'm seeing coming up. Anything else around as after that gets more settled because that's going to also change your vibrational frequency. When you're more fulfilled with what you're doing, it's going to change that frequency and you're going to attract differently. Okay. So a new job right, coming before you. new love? Yeah. I feel, yeah, you have to. You're not settled. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Figured. Like, you know, because I, yeah. I was at the job for four years. That's what I'm saying. So it's hard to, if when you go somewhere for four years and then you're left like this, it's. I know. It's hard. It's challenging. It's jarring. It's but hard. your soul is deeming that you grow. It was good for your ego. It was good for the, the, the low self, little self, Stacy. It was good. But your soul, this is why I'm telling God, I hope everyone's listening because, Stacy, you're a good example of what I'm seeing with people. We're having a course correction where the soul is really going to start taking over now. You know, soul of people, soul of business, soul of life. <laughs> 
and it wants that fulfillment. It wants to use the gifts. It wants to. It, it wants that next level of growth. That the soul is is like a spiral. We, one of the images that represents the soul is a spiral. So it can stay in a certain trajectory for a while, but then all of a sudden there's a breakout. You know, it's all of a sudden. Think of it this way: like when you're growing up, all of a sudden you have those growth spurts. You can't fit in the same shoes you did in the third grade, in the fourth grade. Oh my God! Your mom's oh, I got to get new shoes, or the pants don't. Fit. Oh God, you grew. You can't wear those. It, it just, but it's so small. This is why I love doing the work that I'm doing. Is because I help my clients see that I'm like, you're getting ready for a growth spurt. Let's prepare, because it's incremental changes that we we don't notice. Because we're busy with life, and, and we think, oh, at least I have a job, I have this, this is good, this is that. And all the while, and you can feel it in the, the body feels it, the subconscious feels it, it's tracking it. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, growth spurt, here we go. And that's what you're in. You're in a growth spurt right now. But I do feel that you're going to be very successful. You know, you have already to some, you know, to a, to a degree, but I do feel that you're going to find that meaning and purpose in your work. And from that fulfillment, you will attract more fulfilling relationships and definitely a per- person, a partner to partner up with. But this is your focus right now. That's what I'm getting psychically. All right, yeah, Stacey, keep listening. We're going to the next 2000... caller. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Hi, you're on air. Hello. Hi. Hi, thank you What's for taking my call. What's yeah, that? What's your first name? What's your first my name? First name is, my first name is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. Hi. And I never had a reading, so I don't know what to ask. Is well, it just think of one, whatever you want to ask. Or, uh, numero- I can't even, numerology or, I don't know. Anything. I do it all. It's up to okay, you. Well, that's it's your reading. Numerology. Uh, okay, my birthday, birthday is please. February 20th, 56. Okay, February 20th. So we're going to look, I'm not. I'm going to look at the cycle. You're, well, let me take a little peek too. It's your natal energy. Oh, okay, a lot with spirit, spirituality with you. Yep. Very, very, maybe even psychic. Um, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you definitely came on this path to um, others, and I do feel it has to do with your your psychic abilities, and you're going to be branching out more. So this next cycle, uh, you're going to be branching out more with your gifts. Um, sharing more, maybe even working within groups. But I definitely feel, I also feel at a young age, you were very maybe psychic, empath, in tune is what I'm hearing. And I feel like over the last few years, you've really been kind of harnessing that. So I feel the urge for you is going to be able to also talk to more people, reach more people, extend out. Group focus for you, um, really important this year. Also being around different people. Now, you may be making a bigger decision next year with something, either how you work, where you work, or where you live, life, something. There's a big decision. But this year, you're going to get a lot of input and influences 
that are ultimately going to help you with that decision. So if you're not able to make that decision this year, you will for sure next year. Because you're, you're mm-hmm. in a little bit of a, of a holding pattern this year. I, some of it's to complete certain things with certain people, whether you want to call it karma, soul contracts, people you're helping, or just relationships that you're kind of either wrapping up or getting to a new level. But this is your year to kind of stretch out and also maybe taste test things, try new things. Um, there's new influences coming in your life. All right. What do you? What are your thoughts? Where do you want to go with this? Yeah, I do. I am very, uh, I was as a young child, very intuitive, very empathic. I had imaginary friends. Um, and yeah. I really, um, uh, I really kind of got into uh, thinking about working with um, uh, animals. Um, oh, and Yeah, because I've done Reiki, I've done Healing Touch, yeah, um, I see that, all but, that healing work. Yeah, yeah, and uh, healing, I'm trying to work on that healing aspect with myself because I need it badly. Do you have anything in that regard? I would say, I would say, yeah, do it with yourself, but also seek other people. You, that's what the new influence is, you see. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to have to work, you're going to work with someone. That's going to help. Yeah. And I always, you know, another thing is angels. I feel the Mm. angels are, and I'm always, I am seeing, seeing like the winding staircase. uh, What's that? What's the M? Merkaba? Merkaba. Yeah. See, we're right in chess. The Merkaba. Yeah. 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 And Metatron comes a lot. Metatron, well, that all has to do with manifestation and connecting to your soul. Metatron is um, guides um, is one of the main oversouls, so their aspects, uh, you know, of, of all of us, our oversoul, has a lot to do with what moves from the etheric, from the astral to the etheric to the denser physical reality. So Metatron is very much about manifesting on the earth plane and manifesting from the higher vibrational frequency, whatever, whatever that aggregate frequency. Um, and resonance is let's it wants yeah to, that be, that energy wants to get at the highest um, level. You might even try like I don't know videos or YouTube. I don't know. I feel like some, I feel like your soul wants to, you to extend out more. But I agree. Anything with healing, anything with your intuition is is really good is really good for you. And working with animal beings very much in your you know your soul alignment you you came yeah. here to help on that on that spiritual realm yeah because wow. even, okay, even well Go thank ahead. you Don't dear i appreciate it you're so welcome Much thank you. you bye bye hi you're on air welcome hi hi how are you Is today this? This is Shelly. This is Shelly. Hi, Hi. how are you today? I'm doing great. Awesome. So my question kind of is, I started a business a couple years ago, basically, but I actually just moved it into a bigger place. Um, 
but it's real slow going. Is it going to pick up? I hope soon. Okay. Well, how long did you start it? It has been, um, I was at the other location for three years, but I didn't really work in it that much um, or at it that much. Then I moved to the bigger um, store, and I've been here almost a year. And okay, because that's not very long. I didn't think three years, a year, that's not that long. So let's see, in chronological time. Let's see what. Let's see what you can do to increase. Oh, you need to – everybody's getting this message, and I think there is, is there something impacting Gemini right now or Sag, maybe in the third house? Because I'm getting with a lot of people this is – and my talk was about this, about myself extending out. You're getting that same message. You need to extend out to reach more people, whether it's online or things in person or is it print. Mag- you need to branch out into the community okay. is what I'm getting. This is all about okay. community, online and in person. That's going to help you. The other thing is you need to spend some time around. Um, what I want you to do is I want you to envision that, that place or next time you th- you're there, I want okay. you to – Envision, and you can do it with eyes open, eyes closed, like a lasso, a, a, a white light okay. lasso, and throw it over the business and then see and feel it expanding, that, that lasso expanding. Because when you first throw it over, it's going to be kind of tight around the business. You can take, I'm doing it okay. now for, with you. Yeah. And I'm then extend it, expand it. Okay, me too. So. Then extend it. And then what you need to do is you need to go into some of the local places there. Get a tea, get a coffee, whatever. Get something to go and just chit-chat. And then people may ask what you're doing there, or you may even say, oh, I have this business, da-da-da-da, over there, da-da-da-da. So your energy needs to be more in the place. You need to anchor the energy more and create the intention to expand, expand out. Now, what you can also do, if you want to go to the next level, after you expand out, do that like maybe three, four days in a row. Okay. Um, Three is what I heard now. Okay. Then the next thing you can do is once you expand out, you take a breath in, throw the lasso, breathe out, expand that lasso out, that light, and you might even do it now it's bigger because mine just got bigger, got around the whole block. And now... Breathe it back in. Now, the lasso may not move in. It doesn't matter. You want to breathe the energy in for people to come in there, okay? Okay. So it just needs more of you, more of you, and really make it your own, your own place, your own neighborhood, okay? That's going to greatly help. Okay. I will do that. I have actually been doing that quite a bit, so I will continue to do that. Okay. I, I do. Okay. I, I go gone? everywhere in the neighborhood, and I tell everybody. And even if I'm standing in line at the Dollar Tree, um, oh, that'll make a cute, you know, da da da. And I make these over here at my store, and I, you know, pass out cards and tell. Well, them, and I also do that. classes. Then the next piece is the lasso. Then is the work the energetics. Then to work the <clears> energetics, <throat> and really okay. anchor in the energy. For some reason, your energy doesn't seem as much there. Did you just start doing that, going to different places? Um, I did it at first a lot, and I actually um, was very much in the community. Um, I put on the very first uh, Easter egg hunt for the community. 
um, I did a lot. And then I kind of got kicked down, basically, is what it felt like, um, and had some problems and issues with the city, uh, the permits okay, and everything. Okay, there it is. There it is. There's always something that emotionally blocks our manifestations. You drew your energy in. Okay. <laughs> because you're psychically not showing up very there. So that's what happens. We get hurt. We withdraw our energy. But that's not good for connection, and that's not good for business. So you got to find a way that, okay, maybe the city is, you know, effed up, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. the people. Yeah. You've got to reconnect to the me. people. Okay, good. Okay. okay. But connect with the people because it's not about the city or the local government. It's about the people there. The people there, it's just like when we had C-19 and in certain places stayed open because the people went there. The people gave money or the people did the Indiegogo or the GoFundMe to support right. the establishments. But the government wasn't supporting. Not, you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, you yeah, need to I connect do. back into the people and then find how much you want to do that. But just keep it in. Maybe you don't want to go all in like you did in the beginning, but you do need to have your presence there and, and bring your okay. presence back in back in there from that, that wounding, that, that hurt. Okay. Because you just I can do that. You just you just woof your energy right back. I mean it's because I was I'm looking psychically, I'm like, well, that's why I suggested what I suggested. So um, it, it made a difference. You, you retreated, but you retreated a lot, right, energetically. Right. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> I did because I felt like I was being put down everything I did. You know, every, every avenue that I tried, it was mm-hmm. the city was downing it. Like, for instance, putting stuff out on the sidewalk to show that we're open and things that people might want to see. And they came by and told me, I can't put nothing out on my sidewalk, ADA rules and regulations. And I'm like, yes, I can. And you're not ADA certified to tell me what I can and can't put out there. So anyway, it's just been a big round. Okay, Shelly, rise above. (laughs) Screw them. Don't pay attention. Because it doesn't matter if you have that sign out or not. Maybe you can put a sign up above the awning or in the window or just being out. You're there to connect and serve the people, and they're there to get their fulfillment, fulfill you. The city, you know, those little, that bully stuff will come and go. But, yeah, that, you've just got to take the focus off of, because you're not there because of the city. You're there because of your dream, your vision, and the people. And that's what you have to reconnect with. And the other will will work itself out. So you just need to reconnect to that. And your business is going to be booming. Awesome. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it'll, okay. get, and it'll well, give you some good watercolor, water uh, cooler talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with exactly. Because you're not the only one that's having those issues. There's other people there that are having those issues. There's other businesses oh, yeah. that are having those same issues. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do this lasso every day and uh, – Good, good, Watch good, it good, good. Yeah, it shouldn't take too long. And and keep us posted as to uh, how it unfolds. I certainly will. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, excited. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Wow, what a good story there and shows we can, when we pull our energy back, not only people feel it, but 
the space, the space. Um, oh, I should have said, are you still on the line, Shelley? Because I do have a, oh, my God, a great meditation uh, process, claiming your space. It's on my Meditation for Everyday Living uh, album, whatever you want to call it these days. Um, you don't have to buy the whole album. I think you can go to iTunes. It's 99 cents, I think. Um, and you can just get that one, that one is very powerful, very powerful for stuff like this. Okay, let me see. I want to make sure where is my my person that's coming on. Okay, 310 number. I'm not seeing the number. Um, any questions, comments, anyone want a reading? That number is 347 539 Five three nine five one two two and press one on the keypad. And I'm just scrolling. You hear me scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Those of you that don't see me, just making sure I've got Brent Michael's number, which I do, but I do not see him in the chat. There's the cutest little squirrel in my backyard. Okay, Brent Michael's. Let me just. Sadie, guess calling. Yeah, when I get on YouTube, well, this. And just a nudge, thank. Please subscribe to Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube and also Soul Insights and Tarot. Please, please, please. Um, that will be so appreciated. I'm just sending a texty right now. I hope he's remembering and calling in because I really looked forward to diving in with him. Okay, well, we'll just keep going. Uh, let's see, 347-539-5122. If you have any questions, comments, or want a reading, put a put press 1 on your keypad. Okay, and then also in the chat, you have a question or a comment, let me know. Okay, we'll just wait and see if he is calling in. Sometimes there's time differences. Sometimes people forget. Sometimes they're sick. We've had quite a few cancellations and reschedulings because people have been uh, sick. Knock on wood. I don't get it. That's my little superstition. Okay. Um, now, so, oh, there he is. Okay, great. All right. So, perfect timing. Perfect, perfect. All right, uh, gang, everyone, um, this time for our Awakening Dialogue. We have Brent Michael Phillips with us. Uh, I mentioned a bit about him at the top of the podcast uh, when we started. Uh, World-renowned software engineer who went to MIT. Um, Did a lot of work in the tech field. We're going to get a little more info about that and also talk about his books. Now, I know a lot of you like to do a, a dive while we're on air. So if you want to go to awakeningdynamics.com, that's his website. And Science Meets Spirit is his biz name. Okay. And let's see. Also the author of The Formula, The Experience, The Journey, and the ebook Movement Feedback Holography. All right. Welcome, Brent. Welcome. Hello. 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 You're on air. 
Hey, um, you know, I sent your producer my 702 number on my landline because it's a better signal. And I've been waiting there, but oh. I heard you can't find me, so I dialed into the cell phone. Oh, thank you. Do you want to do you want to? So if you don't mind letting me in on the, the yeah, if yeah, you could let no me in worries. there, that would okay. be better because I'm about to okay. lose my battery. Okay, Brent. Yeah, Hello? I didn't have that in the notes. Hi. Oh, you, hey, you how just you doing? emailed. Okay, that's great. Okay, yeah, you just emailed the number. Uh, no worries. <laughs> Perfect timing. Welcome. Wow, it's excited to be here. Yeah, um, me too. I love you know we're having more people with science scientists backgrounds. Um, I'd say since probably 2011, 20, 2012. Uh, so I'm always interested. You know the the take, mm-hmm. what brings someone? Because um, to me, there's a lot of crossovers. But we'll dive in. So um, Brent, because we don't know you, can you share a little bit about? Um, your story, what you're comfortable sharing, um, so we can get a bit of the background, um, and also your, which a lot of people know, have had different Dark Night of the Soul. Um, uh, first off, let me just kind of guide you a little bit on this, because I, I want to know your background, but I also want to know what guided you in the Dark Night of the Soul to turn more to spirit or spirituality? How, how did that happen, coming from the background that you had as a Yeah, great, great question, because uh, I, I'm the first to admit, I never thought I'd do anything like this. Oh, my gosh. Growing okay. up, I was all about <laughs> science, technology, what can be proven, right? And yeah. my parents had always disparaged uh, alternative medicine and all that as, oh, just a bunch of hippie nonsense. So... <laughs> I had never really been open to it, but long story short, I collected a bunch of computer science degrees from MIT, um, left there in the mid-90s when the internet boom hit to form two startups, a video game company and a web company. They did some really cool stuff. That uh, cool. It, True story, the very first website I ever built in my entire life, <laughs> first website oh. ever, was the website for the launch of the Sony PlayStation in 1995. Oh, so wow. how cool is that? Wow. And uh, building on the uh, networking technology I had built at MIT, we created a brand new comma video game that had never existed before. Today they're called MOGs or Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Games. So if there's any uh, World of Warcraft widows out there, that's kind of my fault. Yeah, Warcraft. Yep. Yep. I I didn't write Warcraft. I had nothing to do with that. But I created Underlight which then led to EverQuest from Sony, which then led, led to World of Warcraft from Blizzard. So a okay. little bit my fault, but uh, long story short, I was working 100 hours a week, <laughs> and I had a massive wow. health crisis. No surprise, right? Mm. So by the time I was 27, I was living with terrible chronic pain. I had to move wow. in with my parents because sometimes I needed help just like eating dinner or getting dressed. <gasps> so it was really bad. And uh, doctors gave up on me. They basically said, Brent, just go on disability until you die, which was kind of discouraging. Oh, my God. Because I'm like, hey, Brent, I'm young, okay, I'm eager, wait, I'm ambitious. How did this happen? Did it, was, it, was this all at once? And what were the symptoms? Was this all at once this happened, or were you starting to notice something little by little? Um, it, it, little by little, I noticed something. I was starting to have little stiffness in my wrist, a little pain when I was stretching. The all at once happened, and this was so interesting, this is one of my clues, that the emotional impacts the physical. Because I never yeah. believe that. I'm like, emotions, yeah. irrelevant, feelings, who cares, right? 
there's matter yeah. and energy and laws of physics, and that's all that matters. But no, it, was, uh, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was uh, my girlfriend, when I was in grad school at MIT, was going to UCLA for grad school, but she was a year behind me. So okay. the first year I was in L.A. alone living with my parents, and she was supposed to move out. We were going to get married and get a place and live happily ever after. So that was the plan. But uh, she dumped me the day before she was supposed to fly out. And it was that day as I was walking out to my car, my hands were shaking so badly I couldn't get the, the, the key in the door. And, of course, a lot of the young people are going, what's the key? But that's how we used to open yeah, our cars with yeah. the keys. Exactly, yeah. So that, that was, so it had been building, but it hit me all at once, and then it just got worse and worse. I did years of conventional therapy, didn't help me. Uh, when when uh, things got really bad and the doctors recommended me for disability, my lifelong best friend and business partner fired me from the companies I had founded, sold one for $3.5 million behind my back, and basically told me to go screw myself. And that was all because he had been secretly dating the woman I was crazy in love with. So oh it's this whole, you know, horrible mess. Of, <laughs> this is a this yeah. is a film. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. one of those things so that uh, it, it's so crazy. Oh it had to be true because you couldn't make it up, right? Right. So uh, so that that was what I called the first dark night of the soul. And I've been through five in my life, which is kind of unfair. You know, I figured you're only yeah. supposed to have one, but this was no, the first and one and, and the most difficult. This. Listeners, pay attention. You have, we have multiple. At some point, they do get a little easier, and you kind of see them coming, and the, you know, the intensity can lessen. But yeah, a lot of people think you only have one, you know. But no, you, you we do have. Um, I don't know if you always have to have five, but anyway. That, yeah, yeah <laughs> five seems excessive, but it, I guess it all depends yeah, on the degree of difficulty for your life, you know. Yeah, yeah, and what you can handle and the degree to what you're going to be doing in the world, yep. you know, to be true. Like so to be I was severely traumatized, horrible physical pain, you know, PTSD. I was broke living with my parents, running a big debt, trying to get better. And, oh, yeah, I had also lost my career, and my education was now mm-hmm. moot. So, you know, it was nice mm-hmm. that me and my parents were paying for my education years after it stopped working for me. And I had also lost my best friend, lifelong best friend. We were closer than most brothers. And, of course, wow. the woman I was in love with and thought I was going to marry. So wow. it's this whole, you know, nightmare. And so long story short, <clears throat> I started day drinking, using drugs. I was suicidal, you know, understandable. Uh, I had yeah, a friend yeah. get me into positive thinking. And so I did all this positive thinking stuff, and that didn't make any difference, so I gave up on that, what I now call first-generation consciousness technology. Then I got into alternative Ooh, I medicine. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, yep. That's a good one. I got into alternative medicine and did Chinese herbs and detoxes and cleanses and yoga and Pilates and homeopathy and all this stuff. And five years of that didn't help me either. It was kind of crazy. And uh, I didn't learn this until decades later, but not only did I have really severe repetitive stress injuries from overwork on the computer, I also had chronic Lyme Ah. disease. And I was suffering from chemical poisoning from aspartame. And I had PTSD from a bunch of childhood trauma. Oh, aspartame. Really? Yep. Yep. Which, by the way, is illegal in almost every country in the world except this one. 
Okay. In almost every country, it's been banned because it's a neurotoxin. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> it was uh, right, our aspartame right. was originally developed as part of a chemical weapons program to create nerve gas. For those that don't know. So, well, I didn't know that. I knew whole, it wasn't good to take. No, it, it's, it's really bad for you. We'll just leave it at that for now. And so uh, I yeah. got into all the alternative stuff. And five years of that, living with my parents, I ran up a huge credit card debt, and it didn't help me at all. It was crazy. And mm. then I had a surgery. It was an experimental surgery that uh, the only reason I did it was I thought if I had the surgery, my lawyer told me I might get more disability benefits. And so, ah, so okay. for those listening, that's a really bad reason to have surgery, <laughs> in case you yeah. didn't know. But I was desperate for any little bit of more money to help pay off my debt. And uh, I woke up from the surgery, and my right arm was paralyzed. So that was oh kind of the, uh, the low point, as f- yep, as far as things went. And uh, long story short, I did all these things to try to fix it. Nothing worked. Then I met this, uh, what I thought was a crazy healer lady. And she talked to me about the subconscious mind and theta brain waves and talking to the body and all this stuff. And uh, I, I agreed to have a session because my Aunt Lauren said she'd pay for it. And I was like, okay. So uh, long story short, we talked about my childhood and the trauma I'd been through, what had happened with my best friends and the multi-million dollar loss and losing my career and all these things. And she was doing this block clearing thing along the way. And at the end of the hour, she's like, okay, dear, let, let's fix your arm. And I'm like, yeah, lady, you and what army, right? It's at this point, I'd been through six months of treatments and physical therapy. I had another surgery, all these things. Nothing, nothing worked. And uh, I'm sitting there because this is all done with the mind. There's no touch. There's no, you don't take anything. It's just conversation mm-hmm. and, and mental energy. And she closed her eyes and went into a trance. And about 30 seconds later, there was a loud crack. And it felt like a little firecracker went off inside my elbow. And she was like, okay, dear, try your arm. And I was like, oh, my God, I could move my arm again. And so that was the miracle that turned this very skeptical scientist and engineer into, uh, I don't want to say believer, because it's not belief, it's knowing. Uh, This had really happened. There, There was nothing to believe in. In the same way that I don't need to believe in my car, I go outside and there it is, right? Yeah. So that was the moment that uh, I decided, wow, this is what I have to do with my life. And uh, I do want to be totally honest because people in the self-improvement world make a lot of big claims they can't back up, so I want to be clear. It's not like all my problems were solved in an hour. I was still in pain. I was still depressed. I had issues with addiction and trauma, PTSD, uh, you know, on and on and on. I had, still had Lyme disease and chemical poisoning. I didn't even know about those till years later. But my paralyzed arm instantly healed, and uh, I decided to figure the stuff out. And so I spent 10 years reverse engineering some of the best healers and intuitives and shamans and, and sages and finally started to figure it out. And there was a whole other drama where uh, I had gotten married a few years later and then divorced and got, uh, I, I had hired a uh, financial advisor who turned out to be a criminal. And he mm-hmm. stole so much money from me, refinanced my home, t- took everything, lined his pockets, and left me over a million dollars in debt. And so mm-hmm. it was, uh, that was, that was like dark night number four. Well, right? you hired <laughs> yourself. 
spirit really wants you on this on the on the spiritual path like I guess you so mix these right two together oh yeah because yeah yeah I mean like, I'm skipping over a lot but going, yeah what's it's that like it's, well no because sometimes I have it's like it just it makes your death it narrows the the the, the track on the destiny like uh, yeah, you're meant to bridge these two. This is what you're meant to do. This is what you're meant to talk about. Yep. This is, you know, it just, it, when yep. you have those kinds of things, it just, right? The the track gets narrow. <laughs> There's no veering off. <laughs> That's right. I had no choice. I mean, a- after the yeah. first miracle with my elbow, I st- studied healing, opened a business, started teaching classes. I was about $80,000 in credit card debt. And over the next three years, I managed to pay it off. And then Good. I hired this criminal financial advisor and ended up over a million dollars in debt. And so I had to declare bankruptcy, and I was crushed. This, this was like dark night number four. There was another woman involved. Whole long drama we'll skip over, right? But uh, here's the important part. I went to go meet this crazy old guy named Carl, and he told me, Brent, our healing session, meet me at the rollerblade rental on Venice Beach. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, right? I love that. Yeah, who, who, does, who does healing sessions at the rollerblade rental station on Venice Beach? Seemed kind of nuts. But uh, I met him there. He had me rent rollerblades. And basically, he videotaped me first skating in circles and then standing and shaking my hands. And uh, mm. we watched the video, and he just criticized me. He kind of ripped me a new one. And I went home disappointed. But uh, within three days, I had made over $50,000. I had this huge surge in my business like I had never seen before. And I was like, okay, uh, as you said, the universe was making it very clear that I had to mm-hmm. really double down on the spiritual path. Mm-hmm. That the universe was like, hey, Brent, you're not going to make money through investing or real estate or any of that. Yeah. You've got to do this work, period. And. Both times I made a lot of money doing other things. It was all taken from me. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I became his his apprentice, studied with him. Took me to five five years to figure out what he was doing. But, uh, you know, I I do have to say I was kind of a a slow study because Mm -hmm. most of his students and clients would get a 5 to 10x in their income. Uh, Mine only, like, tripled. But, you know, there's an old saying, we all teach what we most need to learn. <laughs> so mm-hmm. here I am Very teaching true. these things that I really need to learn. And, you know, I'm here because basically I, I see all self-improvement as technology. It really is mm-hmm. that simple. And mm-hmm. you can pretty much categorize the stuff that's out there into three generations. The first generation is law of attraction, positive thinking, everything yeah. you see in the secret. So yeah. that that's okay. It's a nice start. It's very worth newbie. Doing. It's very newbie. Right, but very newbie. It's very just newbie. it's just dipping your toe in the water. Yeah. And th- there was a scientific study done at um, a university in Canada showed about 1% of people who do the law of attraction feel they get long-term good results. And you hear that a lot from people that do yeah. Tony Robbins. Like, yeah, I was on fire for six months, and then I kind of lost it. So and Brent, I'm going to believe doing? me, with the work that I do, I, I, this is why I'm not a proponent of that. Uh, I've, I've heard, had so many clients that I've had in, in classes I've done, people talk about how it, 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 it ruined their life because they over-focused on just that. They didn't do anything yep. else. I, I know 
I've had people calling, crying, oh, I'm losing my house, what am I doing wrong? I keep visualizing, I keep saying affirmations. And, and then, but it's the simplest thing, but my husband knows we don't ha- he doesn't have to go back to work. He just has to visualize. I'm like, tell him to go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, let's right. start there. So it's not and that simple, let's... you know. And yeah. it is unfortunate. Yeah. I think the secret in some ways did more harm yeah. than good to a lot of people. He gave them unrealistic expectations by, and it was so materialistic, you know. There's nothing about being a better person, connecting to the divine, surrendering. It's all about gimme, 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 right? I was actually asked to be a part of that, and I declined because when they sent me the uh, pre-package of what they were doing, first of all, a lot of the information they took from uh, Hermetic Philosophy, the Universal Laws, that, that, that book, um, but when they sent me all these, it, it, they had, it had all these images, I kid you not, of like people in India or African huts, and they say, they don't know the secret. And then they had images of people like in Beverly Hills and like, a, I don't know, Ferrari, Maserati, Rolls Royce, they knew the secret. Oprah knows the secret. And I wrote them back, I said, I can't be a part of this. And I said, right. the soul... Oh, Hello? 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 Brent? I'm here. Oh, good. Are you still talking? Okay. Um, yeah, we just, that's just, that's weird. We just lost, the, we went into a time warp or something, a little wobble. Well, you know, when you're running a lot of higher dimensional energy, it does tend to interfere <laughs> with electronics. So it, it, this I'm does happen you, to me a lot. I'm to you, my whole crown chakra is, is vibrating. I love it. Yeah, I blow up a lot of light bulbs. That's very common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, with the secret, okay, that's go. basically your first gen. And yeah. worth doing, but it doesn't move the needle for the vast majority of us. So you got to keep looking. And so when I had my first miracle with my arm, that was my introduction to the second generation technology. And that would be things like psyche, emotion code, healing codes, uh, things like that. And mm-hmm. the difference is the second generation technologies have an, an ability to work directly with the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. So NLP, hypnosis, things like that. Exactly. So that not only does your success rate go up, you start to see a lot of medical miracles. You see people instantly healing from cancer or HIV or clearing allergies or depression and, and things like this. So cool stuff and very useful for physical and emotional healing for sure. But it's unusual. It's generally not effective for... Uh, confidence, presence, charisma, uh, attracting uh, wealth and success, greater levels of career and financial prosperity. And that's where I needed the third generation. That's what I learned from my late mentor, Carl. And the difference is the third generation is not about words or specific beliefs. It's symbolic and intuitive and involves moving the body, Mm. which sounds kind of funny because most people do meditation just seated and frozen. 
with their eyes no, closed. No, because the stuff that's encoded, the patterning that's encoded within the cellular memory and also the that's right. you know, etheric body, if you don't address that, yep. those patterns don't move, right? Yep. And, and so when I got into the third generation and studied with Carl, that's when the rest of my life finally started to click. I made a lot more money. I was happier. People liked me more. Uh, when I started with it, I had worked with a dating coach for over a year and a half, and it was just zeros. And he was, couldn't get it. He was like, Brent, I don't get it. You're tall. You're not terrible looking. You love animals. You're single and looking to get married and have a, you know, a family and a serious relationship. And I couldn't get a second or third date to save my life. It was nuts. I had uh, over 150 dates with 70 different women over three years. And nobody clicked. It was nuts. And it was this third gen, it's about presence, getting consciousness into your body, feeling what you don't want to feel, Um, as well as there's a meditative piece we call the quantum field meditation, as well as Mm -hmm. a, a spiritual study, which many people may have heard of. We call it in the East Advaita Vedanta. In the West, it's called non-duality or awakening. Awakening, non-duality, yeah. Put put them all together, then you have something that is close to 100%. And for a long time, I would say, I can't promise miracles. We don't know what's going to happen. Now I say, stick with it. You will see miracles. But we don't get to pick when or how they occur. That's not up to the ego. Yes. So please don't ask me how long it will take for you to have a miracle. I don't know. Nobody does. Yeah, it's it's so individual and what that person's focus is, working on what's really going on, you know, inside their psyche or soul. I love this third piece. By the way, this dovetails to what I was talking about. It always does (laughs) at the beginning of the podcast. But uh, we call it metaphysically getting out of the extremes of the polarity the polarity plane, you know, yep. not ping-ponging back and forth. But let's talk a little bit because we um, kind of dance a lot in, in, in two and three on this podcast, um, and especially three becoming more and more important because, and I want to get your take on this, it, it seems, um, I mean, from the information that I've received, especially starting around 2011, that this whole idea of the new emerging consciousness being embodied that and it even shows in astrology uh, that to embody this new emerging consciousness means yes. that the body is ever so important in this next level of awakening. Because if you think about it, a lot of religions, spiritual practices, spiritual doctrine or discipline, even on the East, and I, I'm probably like you, studied them all. They were very head up. Even the yoga it was head up. Everybody's you're trying to get out, trying to get out of the body. Yes. You know, let's get into Absolutely. samadhi. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Right? Transcendental work. It's just not wrong. It's just not the whole thing, you know? Exactly. And I love that you're saying this, that it's just not the whole thing. I think that's a really, really important and critical message so that people don't stop. It's kind of like they're driving their car of life and they park and they just stay with this one thing. And I think to your point, that's why they don't really fully awaken or keep awakening. But if you can talk a bit more about this embodiment, this, the, the, the body, and it has, and as you see it, maybe some things that you do or, or practices or techniques or awarenesses that you have, because it seems to be very key um, right now and getting even more and more important to break to be with the body. To you know, we're in body 
on Earth. Absolutely. Um, but it's very new. Even somatic, I don't know if you've noticed this, even because I, I had studied somatic work in the 90s, and, and apparently, I don't know if it came in the 70s or 80s, but it wasn't that big of a thing. It was kind of an adjunct. All of a sudden, I've noticed on the socials, especially Instagram, somatic this, somatic psychology. It's like this boom that's happened about the body and moving the body and using self-soothing techniques that everybody does. And it's like this a boom or resurgence has happened. Like people are, oh, this is the newest thing. And I'm like, well, no, actually it's been around a long time, but I, I don't know, you know, of late it's boomed. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that as well. Yeah, it's funny. I, I had been first introduced to somatic therapy with one of the million psychotherapists I worked with in the 90s and 2000s. And uh, it just, the person I had worked with, the technology wasn't evolved enough yet. It wasn't ready for, ah, for prime time. Okay. And it wasn't right. until I okay. met Carl that Carl was a fascinating guy. Short version of his story is he had been, uh, he, he was a reincarnated civet that came as a white man but wasn't fully aware of it until he was in his late 20s, had quit his job in engineering to move to San Francisco to study meditation. And oh. the first time he did a meditation, his kundalini blasted wide open and he was paralyzed. And Whoa. he found a dance teacher that combined with the meditation and kind of his innate spiritual knowledge he'd always had since birth, he was able to heal himself. And that's why when he would meet people, he would have them rollerblade and shake their hands. Because that the body holds within us, it's holographic to our whole being. And I'm sure you and most of your audience have heard those terms, the whole universe is holographic, there's only one of us, that's all true. But you have to start involving the body to get to a certain point, especially if you're looking for that presence, that charisma, that attractive quality that anybody building a business, you kind of have to have that when you're really right. present and full of consciousness, people will like you, they will want to give you money, they'll want to work with you and not understand why. It's pretty nuts. And the simple way to understand it is to realize that our culture does the opposite. We've spent mm -hmm. our whole lives doing things that squeeze the consciousness out of our body, just like squeezing the toothpaste out of a tube. And like the toothpaste, it's easy to squeeze out. It's really difficult to get back in. And anybody that doubts this, uh, if it was a video call, I'd just, you know, hold up my hand and go, look, it's easy for me to move my middle finger without moving the others. But how many right. people can do that with their toes? Right. And that's partly I why I feel at some level that information has been left out or has looked at as, Sin, bad, evil, because yep. that that charisma, right? That connecting into the electromagnetic field, um, it's just enough of magnetics, just enough, you know, electrical impulse. It's the right combo. You can't be too yep. much of one or too much of the other. Um, so that's interesting that you sit. So that's that makes sense. So are you also saying the more you're getting in the body with this, that the more that you connect to this within Absolutely. yourself? That okay. basically what the, Carl, the, the magic that Carl taught me was he showed me how to get the toothpaste back in the tube, how to mm -hmm. refill your body with consciousness. And mm -hmm. part of it is clearing subconscious blockages. So mm -hmm. absolutely worth doing. Absolutely. But yeah. if you clear the blockage but you don't, get the, you don't turn up the flow again, it, you won't see an impact. It's kind of like uh, 
if you're driving on a road and a boulder rose across it, well, the road is blocked. But getting the boulder off the road doesn't mean you immediately magically end up at your destination. You just continue the journey. Mm-hmm. And so what he showed me with the movement, the quantum field meditation, the study of awakening, was how to get that toothpaste back into the tube. And it's mm-hmm. fascinating that once you get it, you'll see that there's many authors and teachers out there that each have a bit of it. Mm-hmm. And it took, that's why it took me 10 years with dozens of teachers to figure it out. Carl mm-hmm. gave me the bit with the body, the somatic piece, which I couldn't have gotten it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love a lot of Neil Donald Walsh. He has part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorite authors, Michael Singer, he has a big part of it. So oh, by, there's a synchronicity. I was listening to him last night. <laughs> yeah, he's wonderful. I, I love how he explains things. His metaphors are beautiful. And you take it all together, you get all these people that had a little piece of the puzzle. And I'm the first to admit, Brent didn't have the natural talent to channel any of this straight from God. You know, I'm a nerdy engineer. But my talent was I could learn from all these people that did have a piece of the puzzle and put the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. That, that's why God gave us Brent. And for better or for worse. You know, you may think, hey, this sounds great. Ask my wife. You'll get your clear the other side of it. Because <laughs> we're all human, yeah, right? Well, we all have flaws so and drawbacks. And, F, we all do. Yep. yep. And I think the thing I find, too, is you awaken more, you become more conscious, more aware. You just, you understand that that's an expression and experience. You're, yes. You know, you're expressing an experience. If you understand that's not the totality of you. That's not your consciousness. Um, yep. And a lot of it's patterning that we can you know, get rid of. Um, and and science is starting to catch up, which is so interesting to me. Oh, really? Okay. In the, what way? The, the, the new science is basically showing us that almost everything we think and feel is not us. It's just conditioned thinking held in the subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's mass consciousness. It's childhood experiences. It's uh, our parents. It's our teachers. It's the media. It's celebrities. And that there's a phenomenal amount of science that now directly supports the non-duality, the awakening, and showing us that there's really nobody in there. There's only one of us. It's just, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, The new uh, Robert Sapolsky determined is phenomenal. It's about the science that's basically proving these things that you could read about in the Vedas that, you know, whoever wrote that discovered this, what, 4,000 years ago. Yeah. And science is now just catching up, and that's why I say, hey, I'm here to bring those two worlds together, to put the pieces of the puzzle together. I couldn't have done the science on my own. I also could not have done the spiritual piece on my own. Thankfully, there's a lot of other amazingly talented people that did that for me. My job is to take well, it together. Is- I'm an engineer. I make it practical. Mm-hmm. I make it useful. Mm-hmm. So well, we can, this is the uh, time that to, for this to amalgamate. We, this is the time of the gathering, the coming together, and amalgamating these these, you know, skill sets, doctrines, principles, process, exercise, technique, whatever, you know, um, and in a sense, creating the algorithms, you know, that. Yep. Right. It's um, um, you know I would say it's it's like electricity that cavemen mm-hmm. weren't stupid. They knew what electricity was. They just didn't know how it worked. Mm-hmm. They could see a lightning bolt in the sky. They could feel a static shock in a cold winter day. Uh, it took us thousands of years up until we figured out how electricity worked, and now we turned it into technology, and we run our lives with electricity. 
And mm. consciousness, the technology of consciousness, the same thing. We know about mind power and miracles and healings. There's this popular book called the Bible. This guy called Jesus did lots of healings. Mm-hmm. So we know it's there, but that's like a caveman watching a lightning bolt. Got to know how to mm. use it and start using it. That's exactly. Why, yeah, that's, that, that's where Brent comes yeah. in. Yes, yeah. I'm an engineer. I take things other people figured out. They figured out the science. I figure mm-hmm. out how to make it work. How do we mm-hmm. apply this to your life? That uh, you can go learn Maxwell's equations, and that's one of the things they taught me at MIT. But it doesn't mean you can build a light bulb. It doesn't mean you can plug in your toaster. It took Edison and Tesla for that. And so mm-hmm. I'm here to try to make this easier for people to show them, hey, this is just technology. Depending on what you need, uh, and my work is very much like your show, I don't spend much time on the first generation. Just go read Think and Grow Rich. That's everything you'll ever need to know. Done. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm about split 50-50 between the second and third generation. Because yeah. working the subconscious with muscle testing and block clearings and theta wave manifesting is useful, especially for the physical, yeah. emotional healing. Yeah. Absolutely worth doing. You, you can you heal. Still need that. Yeah, 99% right, of allergies can be healed in 20 minutes. You know, easy. Yeah. But you need yeah, the third gen for sure. Yeah, yeah. You for it's sure a, need the um, and the people to embody it because the the. Well, I'm also a hypnotherapist, so I understand that and study medical hypnotherapy. And so what you talked about, mirror, I've seen that, cancer healed, Sogan's mm-hmm. disease, everything. But if people don't move into that third tier you're talking to, talking about, um, they could even backslide. And, and, I, and I also think, Brent, the really one of the really important things that you keep um, you know, emphasizing that I think is so important is the usability, that we have to learn it and use it. This is about using it now. And realizing, to some degree, I look at all these things as, as to some degree, prompts. Yeah, we go to school or we study or we apprentice with someone. We know all this. But to me, these technologies, to some degree, are prompts to get our body-mind system to do. It has the memory. It has the technique within it. But it needs the prompt. It It needs the software. You know, it has That's the right. capability, right, like a computer. Um, this is so exciting to talk with you because it it just not only gives me more hope, and I'm always hopeful uh, in this regard, but it, it underscores a lot of what I've been talking about and sharing and what I've been, my belief in what I've seen on a small level, but now you're codifying it. And so it is like, yeah, this is really happening this bridging and the fact that you're talking about the use, I think you're all, the only one yet. You know, I've had a lot of people on of all levels. Um, I can't go over too much, but I do want to touch on this because uh, whether Grade Braden, Wade Dyer, I mean, I can just say all the people I've had on, but no one has really talked. I do. I'm a proponent of this, of the use. People have to learn to use it themselves, not just go to you or me or somebody else right. or a book. Or we, we need all of that, and we need the groups and the teachers. Oh, great. However, what I, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying to get this, this third level is, is about the usage. The person has to connect to this, understand it, and use it. That's right. That for most okay. of us, 
spirituality, meditation, energy healing is something you do for an hour a week or a weekend or something yeah. like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just the warm-up. When you get right. to the third generation, this is every moment of your life. Mm-hmm. That our life should be spent about 90 to 95% in meditation. And I don't mean sitting with your eyes closed and your legs crossed. That's great. I mean knowing how to access that meditative state as you go through your day. So that's why the – yes, Carl showed me that all his meditations are done with the eyes open, often while moving, Mm -hmm. which is so different, but that's the goal, that a human in nature spends 90% of their time parasympathetic dominant just wandering around in the world enjoying the beauty, grabbing fruit off the tree that 5 to 10% is running from the tiger or chasing down the rabbit for dinner. And in our modern world, they got flipped. Now most mm-hmm. of us spend 90 to 95% of our time under stress. Our mm-hmm. job, traffic, fighting the insurance company, dealing with your landlord, you know, standing in line at the DMV, fighting with mm-hmm. your family, all these things. And this is why we're sick. This is why we're tired. This is why we're poor. This is why we're lonely and feel desperate. That there's an epidemic of suicide happening that very few people like to talk about. And yeah. I, it's funny, I spent most of my adult life staring into that abyss. That uh, at one point I was having over 600 suicidal thoughts a day, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it happens because people are given a problem and they don't think there's a solution. Yeah, boy, that's so true. And it's really just through the grace of God that I'm still on the planet. I'm not exactly sure how I survived all that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. We never know how do we survive it because I don't think we do it from our beta consciousness, our our little mind, whatever we've gone through. And I can tell you, I've I've been there. And I I look back, but during the time, I'm like, what the hell? How did that? It's like being lifted out of something because for sure I didn't do it. Yeah. I have a question about, will this help bring joy and and euphoria? I guess a lot of people wanting... Uh, It can. Um, (laughs) The the way I would answer that would be yes, but if you're trying to grasp at it and hold on to it and force yourself to be there all the time, it won't work. Yeah. That a healthy, spiritually evolved human is open to all sensations, feelings, and experiences. And we trust the divine will give us the right set in every moment through each day. So mm-hmm. is someone of high consciousness always enjoying ecstasy? No. no. I saw Carl yell at his neighbors. I saw him get pissed off dealing with the DMV and Medicare and all these things. The, the yeah. difference is that he, it wouldn't stick in him. Yeah, and so will there be joy and ecstasy? Yes. When you're unblocked and you get out of your head, into your body, clear your beliefs, learn the truth? Yes, absolutely. And I know how to do it especially with music and meditation and a little bit of help from chemistry. I I can put almost anyone into a temporary state of that joy, presence, timelessness, ecstasy. And it's a great to-do to give you a reference point. But then you have to let go of it and trust that every experience that shows up is the right one for you at that moment. There will be pain and grief and loss and fear. But the point is you don't get stuck in it. And. That when you get stuck the in it, then you it blocks the joy. Stuck. Yeah. Right. Because the, the body is the instrument of the soul. It's like we're meant, you don't want the strings too tight or too loose. You know, we kind of right. go up and out those tones. But, yeah, 
and I love, and I hope listeners, you're really impinging this in your mind, letting it see. It's about the stuckness. It's not that you don't get angry or sad or have about a depression or disappointment or lose something or someone and you're upset. or de- You don't identify or over-identify with it, and you don't get stuck in it. I think that's huge, Brent. It, you that's don't, right. Most it doesn't of us, become you. That's right. We have a bad experience. Uh, you know, we see this in soldiers that have seen combat, people that have watched violent crimes, victims of mm. uh, rape and sexual assault. Uh, it's not their fault, but their brain gets stuck in it. Yeah. And it ruins their life. Yeah. I always say you don't and, want to wear it. That's the thing. Yes. You don't keep wearing it. Because to some degree it is like clothing that you can at some point take off or or it gets so worn that it falls away. The problem is a lot of people putting, you know, re-sewing it on, putting tape. That's right. A highly evolved master, they they see their human body and life as like a nice shirt. Mm -hmm. Of course you love your favorite shirt, but Mm -hmm. would you tear it off in an accident to save someone's life? Of course you would. If you lose your favorite shirt, you're not going to be traumatized for life. You just are grateful that you had it, and you go find another shirt. That This is why Jesus taught us to turn the other cheek. He said, if you kill this body, that's fine, but you can do nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the essence of the third generation. We are the observing, not the body, not the mind, not the soul, not the bank account, the experiences. We are the observing of it. And the divine is just sending us a chain of experiences, and life ultimately is that simple. The, the hard part is getting rid of all the compensations and false mythologies and patterns of thinking. Yeah. This is why, for example, children learn martial arts or ice skating or things like that much faster than adults. Mm-hmm. That It's not hard to throw a punch or ice skate, but if your body is all screwed up with all these compensations, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So you know, the hardest thing for me is guiding people through that clearing process and then Once you're there, the rest is very easy. It's natural. It's automatic. It's effortless. We're supposed to be enjoying most of the time. And the awakening is is awakening to that that truth of who we are and how we are and letting that conditioning, the condition response, patterning go. Um, Brent, this has been wonderful. We're winding out of time for this one. Please come back anytime. Uh, Let people know what you want them to know as we close, uh, perhaps where to connect with you. Yeah. If anybody uh, that wants to learn more, just head over to my website, awakeningdynamics.com. That's awakeningdynamics.com. Or just put Brent Michael Phillips into Google. It should come right up. And there's a lot of cool stuff on the homepage, linked to my YouTube channel. Uh, I am doing a live Helathon webinar next Thursday evening where I'm going to talk hmm. more about the technology and do some interactive processes with everybody. Because I don't just want to talk about it. I want everyone to have their own experience. Yes. I want you to feel it, to experience it. Because, again, it's not a matter of belief. It's a matter of you experienced it and you know it's true. Just like Mm -hmm. I don't argue with people trying to convince them my car is real. It's just I get in and I drive. That should be enough. So, yeah, come out and I'll, I'll give you a little spin in my car, so to speak. Uh, we'll Sounds do some encrainment meditation. We'll demonstrate the movement. We'll do some block clearing. It, it'll be a good time for all, I think. So, yeah, awakeningdynamics.com. Okay, good. And what's the YouTube channel? It uh, it's, also, it's called Awakening Dynamics with Brent Michael Phillips. And there, there's a link to it on, on the homepage of my website. 
Okay, perfect. And there's in the description box of this episode. Yep, we got uh, well. over 100 videos now on the YouTube channel all about answers to life and death, the nature of God, the soul's journey, progression of consciousness, all, what I think is a lot of cool stuff. Mm. Perfect. All right, Brent, this has been wonderful, and I really enjoyed this conversation. Likewise, it's been great. Talk to you again. Much peace. Bye. All right, so lights, that is another episode winding down of Great Awakening Conversation. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Um, You can catch the replays on all the podcast platforms as well as we will um, upload this later to um, YouTube as well, Awakenings with Michelle Mache on YouTube. Um, I think it's Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast, um, but you can just put my name in and it's there. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do. We will be doing lives. Um, Getting there, it's getting there with what's behind the scenes. Um, And there's a lot of archives we've put. Jacqueline has so wonderfully and kindly uh, uploaded some of the early um, episodes of this podcast way back into the dark ages of 2007, 2009. So you can catch that there. Great to have you all here. Thanks for co-creating this with me. And as always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.